Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, the New Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, everyone has had a great week thus far, recording this on a Wednesday. Um, and it comes after a New York Jets loss to the Minnesota Vikings this past Sunday. A hard-fought game, uh, I would say to say the least. It came down to the wire a couple of times. Um, they fell 27-22. to um, You know, the Jets... I think it's been the theme of most of the season, you know, they could really stick around with any team, they could stick around with anybody, um, and it was sort of the same here, right, they started off a bit slow in the first quarter, I would say both teams, you know, Kirk Cousins got off to a slow start for the Vikings, and then, you know, Mike White and the Jets couldn't really get much rolling, um, you know, other than a few passes in the first quarter that didn't really result in much other than a couple field goals for the end of the first half, and then the second half is where, you know, we're really Things picked up for both teams, I would say. You know, the Minnesota Vikings actually not for both teams because the Vikings actually, you know, um, in the first half scored 20 points and only scored seven more in the second half. So the Jets really picked up steam in the second half, you know, um, are really accumulating all their points towards, you know, the second half. And they really almost made a comeback victory, you know, towards the fourth quarter. If it were not for a Braxton Berrios drop in the end zone, um, you know, I think the Jets would be 8-5 and five right now or 8-4, and four, I should say, and, you know, very happy. Uh, with what they're stand, with where they stand, but you know, seven five, it'll do. Uh, in the AFC currently, the Jets are still in the seventh seed in the wild card. Uh, they were the wild card in the seventh seed heading into the weekend. Um, come out and finish in the same spot, so that is always a good thing. Not much change in the uh, AFC playoff picture, other than uh, the Bengals getting a little hot here. Um, but other than that, yeah, the Jets are, I think, really right where you wanted them to be. At the start of the season, I think if you ask me or any really Jet fan, um, you know, where would you want this team to be, you know, 14 weeks into the season? And I would say, yeah, I mean, this is where I think this is, I don't think this is where many Jets fans, I would say, put the Jets. I would say, you know, maybe five and seven to this point. You know, if you were predicting seven to eight wins, they're seven and five. I think eight wins should be the bare minimum at this point. I think you're looking more at nine or 10. Um, and if you look at the remaining games on the schedule, um, they're, you know, I don't think they're too daunting. Of course, they have the Bills coming up on Sunday. Uh, Jim Nance, Tony Romo have the call there on CBS. But, you know, other than that, you have a couple, um, you have a couple games here coming up. The Lions, obviously, at home, you have to win that one. Jaguars have to win that one at home. And then you have the Seahawks on the road. Um, the Seahawks haven't looked like the Seahawks, especially their offense hasn't over the last couple of weeks. You know, Geno Smith has taken a step back from his, um, you know, star start to the season here, but um, it's looking like the Seahawks are, um, you know, beatable, I would say. They're on the road, never easy to play in Seattle. The Jets have been pretty good on the road this season. Uh, they almost pulled off another win on the road in Minnesota, as we recap a bit more about that game in a bit here. Um, but, you know, I think the Jets have a good shot at, you know, finishing with at nine or ten wins, and I think if you told me before the season if they were going to finish with nine wins, I would be ecstatic. I would think that would kind of almost get them a wild card spot, but at this point, it's not looking too likely there. Um, you know, they're, they're just they're they're at the point when the season where you know they're playing meaningful games in December. Um, they're winning. I think when they need to, and you know, the Vikings game would have been a good one to have. You had a little cushion there in the AFC if you won that game, but alas, they're seven and five. You know, a win in Buffalo would be monumental for their playoff hopes. You know, they would be eight and five, and you know really controlling their own destiny for the playoffs here. They still really do control their own destiny, I would say, because they have five games left on the schedule. You owe 5-0, obviously. You make the playoffs at 12-5. and 
but obviously that's a little unrealistic at this point. You hope the Jets can win possibly three out of the last five games, you know, looking at, of course, Seattle, Jacksonville, and Detroit. Um, you have Miami in Week 18. That's going to be a dogfight, especially if there's a fight for a playoff spot there. Um, but at this point in the season, you know, you're happy with the Jet, uh, where the Jets are at. You're not fighting for, um, you know, the first overall pick or anything like that. I haven't even looked at a mock draft so far uh, this year, and I'm really proud of myself, and I'm sure many Jets fans can, um, you know, agree with that. I think mock drafts uh, this year, I'm not even sure who the Jets are mocked in many of these drafts, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, don't get it twisted here. I think uh, many Jets fans are not even really looking towards the draft. We're looking at potentially, you know, stealing a playoff spot here where I don't think many, certainly not many analysts or media members, and you know, many fans even thought it was really, I wouldn't say possible, but likely that the Jets were going to snag a playoff spot here in late December. And, you know, it's looking more and more likely that if they could stay on the path that they're on, if Mike White can continue to put up these numbers that he's been putting up. And I think he played great in that Vikings game. He threw for over 300 yards yet again. Um, you know, two interceptions, of course, had a rushing touchdown. But I think White is really starting to come into his own in this Jets offense, getting really comfortable with Garrett Wilson, who had eight receptions for 160-plus yards, no touchdowns, almost had that one in that long 60-plus yard catch down the sideline. Um, you know, that Mike White threw a, you know, a dart in the middle of the field. Garrett Wilson breaks free of the tackle and, you know, runs all the way down to about the 10-yard line, almost scores the touchdown. Uh, the Jets cannot convert that into points. Um, touchdown points, I should say. I'm not sure if that's actually – they might have actually. I'm not sure if that was the drive that they scored a touchdown on or not. I can't remember. But, yeah, I mean, they had plenty of opportunities in the red zone. You know, a lot of people I see are blaming Michael Floor. You know, LaFleur, I would say, got a little too creative, got a little too cute in the red zone in that game. Um, could have probably simpled things down for Mike White. And I think it was – Connor Rogers on the Badlands podcast that said, yeah, you know, I think he's just used to doing that for Zach Wilson, you know, all the creativity and all the cute stuff in the red zone and trying to scheme, you know, these crazy plays that, you know, with Zach, you couldn't really just scheme a simple play because he would either overthrow the receiver, underthrow him, or throw a pick. Uh, that's what it felt like at least. And, you know, with Mike White, I think he's more, you know, confined to that easier stuff. I think, you know, if you just put a, put, put it, you know, Put a couple slants in the end zone, put a flat, you know, roll Mike out and, you know, try to just get a guy open in the end zone. I think there's more opportunity for success there than trying to be too creative and trying to just, you know, pass the ball every time on a fade or, you know, do some kind of weird end around play with a, you know, wet receiver who gets stopped too. And, you know, I feel like it's not going to work with Mike. I feel like with Mike, you have to simplify it a bit. And, you know, the, the simpler, the better I feel for Mike White. Um, he's making a lot of the throws, you know, I think I was wrong. I didn't say publicly in the pod, but I felt like I was a bit wrong on, you know, how Mike was going to function in this offense. You know, we saw against the Bengals game last year that he was more of a check down, uh, check down machine. He didn't really force the ball down the field, didn't throw the ball down the field, but alas, he's one of the best, you know, intermediate passers in the league, you know, through however, how many ever games he's started so far. So that's come in a bit of a surprise to me. And I think, you know, a surprise to Jet fans who didn't really paint Mike White as this guy who can, you know, throw the ball down the field accurately, efficiently, and, you know, without making many mistakes. And I think, you know, that thread that he, you know, he threaded the needle to Corey Davis on fourth and 10, that's probably the best throw that I've seen from a Jets quarterback since I could probably remember. Um, where Corey Davis broke free and almost scored. Um, that was likely, yeah, one of the best throws I think I've ever seen a Jets quarterback make because I don't remember really sack making that sort of throw in a big-time game. Sam certainly not. And, you know, 
you probably have to go all the way back to Sanchez um, to really get a throw of that caliber on fourth and ten after getting smacked in the face on the play before. It's impressive stuff, and I think Mike White really impressed me the most with his ability to just control the offense and not do too much. And I think Zach Wilson, many you know, kind of painted him as the guy who tried to play too much Euro ball, the guy who tried to win the game all on his own and not really put the ball in the hands of his weapons when they needed it most. And I think Mike White has done a really good job at letting his guys do what they do best. And that's making plays. That's, you know, gaining chunk yards. That's, you know, scoring touchdowns. If they can't score a touchdown in the red zone, that would, you know, help. But, um, you know, get into the red zone, get into those red zone opportunities and just give your team a chance to score points. I, I feel like we've been down this road before where, you know, the Jets have just been stuck in this purgatory where they get past the 50-yard line and they have to punt it away because they can't get those, you know, third and eight, third and six conversions to really you know, take this offense up the notch that they need to get to in that game to win it. And I think, you know, at this point in the season, Mike White provides that spark the Jets offense needed, um, I think, to get going in this crucial part of the season. It's going to be really interesting to see how Mike White functions against the Bills here. Of course, you know, the Bills, um, you know, kind of uh, woke up and felt a little dangerous last year against Mike White, forcing him into four interceptions. And, you know, White... Um, obviously the last week got knocked out by that elbow injury in the Colts game. Uh, he started that game through that touchdown to Elijah Moore and then went out with that elbow injury. Um, did that affect him in the Bills game? Who knows? Is he going to play better this week? Hope so, because, you know, this is a big game for the Jets already beating the Bills once. It's going to be interesting to see if they can attack the moment. The Bills are certainly not going to be happy, uh, with the Jets coming to town here as they already lost to a division rival. Um, the Bills are certainly going to try to, um, you know, uh, get revenge on on a divisional opponent here in the Jets, who you know beat them twenty to seventeen earlier in the season with a relatively healthy Bills uh, Bills team. Then, so um, we'll see what happens. Should be a very good game. Should be a fun game. And I just want to shout out one more player here, Zonovan Knight, who I didn't really see getting many snaps this season. Of course, he was just a training camp body to start at UDFA, but Knight has been so much more than that. And I think he's bring he's brought a spark to this offense. Similar to what Brees did, although he's not, you know, a Brees Hall caliber player, I think he's, you know, a couple notches below Brees, but he runs with an attitude. I think he runs with finesse, um, and I think he's perfect in the zone scheme offense, and I think he's played really well, um, and I think this is the kind of guy you want if you're trying to make the playoffs. You want fresh legs, you want a guy who can, um, you know, just be a, you know, be a groundbreaker, be a, be a guy who can, you know, get these chunk yards and get the Jets in scoring opportunities. And I think Knight was that guy. I would like to see him used a little more in the red zone um, where I think they use Brees a lot. I think uh, Knight would flourish there a bit, but I think they're still learning how to use his skill set and hopefully Michael Ford can utilize him against Buffalo if they do have those scoring opportunities here, um, you know, down the stretch. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and call this podcast here. If you guys have not already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan. And again, if you have not already, make sure, you know, you leave a positive rating on this podcast if you enjoy it. I do it every week. I try to get guests on, but not as many as of late. So hopefully I can get a few more bodies on here to talk Jets. Uh, it's always fun to talk with another guy on here. I feel like sometimes you get a little lonely and you guys get lonely because we're just talking one-on-one, but um, I love doing it anyways. You guys seem to enjoy it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, until next time, hopefully a win against Buffalo. That would be a nice treat before the holidays, but we'll see. It should be an entertaining game. It should be a hard-fought battle. The Jets can fight with anyone, and we'll see. We've seen that throughout the season, and I'm hoping that, you know, this is not the end for 
you know, um, you know, they just playoff hopes. You, you hope it's not. You hope they can maybe pull it out against Buffalo. If not, you cut. You have a couple more chances here against Jacksonville, Detroit, Miami, and Seattle to really make your mark on this season. Try to get to the playoffs and break an eleven-year playoff drought. I think that's important, and I think the Jets are ready to do it. I think it's long overdue, I should say. So, hopefully, we see some of that towards the end of the season. So. With that, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. See you next week.